0: Hi, folks. We wanted to start this month's episode with a little note to point out that many parts of this episode were recorded prior to the war escalating in Ukraine. We're sharing this International Women's Day episode because we believe it's an important conversation, but we wanted all of our listeners to know that our hearts are very much with all of those affected by this ongoing conflict. If you'd like to know more about what Cisco is doing to support our customers, our partners, and communities during this time, please head over to Cisco.com thank you hello and welcome back to the Cisco UKI podcast the podcast where we take the acronyms out of tech and we put the fun in right for a start Rosie I don't think it's called independent women's day or is that you trying to be funny you do know it's no, called it International is. Women's Day. not oh, I, thought in- I thought oh, it was Independent Women's Day. All the women <laughs> who are independent, throw your hands up at me. Oh, no, I thought
1: it actually was Independent Women's Day, but that makes more sense. I did think that was kind of weird.
0: Rosie, it's March. We are into March. It's officially springtime. The nights are getting lighter. How oh, are you feeling?
1: I'm enjoying the light mornings like we finally woke up this week and took Harold for his walk and I was like oh my god it's actually light already outside it makes such a difference because it makes such a difference to my mood whether or not it's like light or dark and it's just oh it's so nice that we're coming into the springtime so no I'm en- I'm enjoying that but I just can't already believe it's basically March. Do you know what but I will don't be enjoy? I mean I,
0: I love late nights mm-hmm. okay and I love I love like light nights and i don't like late nights i'm past late nights just fyi um but late mornings you know what light mornings means when you're a parent a toddler it means your kid wakes up when the sun comes up so during the depths of winter when the sun doesn't come up until eight o'clock and it's dark mm. until eight o'clock in the morning your kid sleeps until eight o'clock and it's a dream See, so when the sun starts coming up at five six in the morning your kid gets up i think you just, might need to invest so, in like some blackout blinds know, We've got them. But he just knows. He knows. They just know. <laughs> it's like a sixth so, sense. Yeah. Now he, like, he can get out of his own bed and he can actually like make his way through to our room and we're like, no. So now we're just those parents that like get him into our bed and give him his, our phones and he can sit and watch YouTube <laughs> while we get an extra half hour.
1: An exciting episode this month with
0: it being we, International
1: Women's Day. So
0: we, we managed. Do, we do. Well, off the back of our ping to win last episode, So if you haven't listened to it... in hindsight, super successful ping to win, because we really did win.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we did. We did. But if you haven't listened to the previous episode, basically ping to win is when we get challenged by the guests to ping, which is basically instant message someone on WebEx Teams to, you know, it could be anything, but we decided to message Wendy Mars about coming on the podcast and it happened so yeah it's can we about just give
0: that. a bit of a brief history of on. Wendy and me, because obviously we're basically BFFs, As we know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Got necklace.
1: That was heart. an
0: acronym. That was an acronym. <laughs> Best friends forever. Best friends full life, whichever way you like to do it. Um, don't know if Wendy but feels the same. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Um but for those of you who maybe are external to Cisco and for those of you internal to Cisco who might not have known, um, so our leadership teams here at Cisco have like, what is it, quarterly or like monthly? We have like meetings essentially, like all hands or a lot of other companies use that term, don't they? All hands yeah. or town halls. And Wendy's is called the Pulse where we all get together and she updates us on the business. And um, and the last time that she had one or maybe two two pulses ago, We, as in we, the team from Scotland, were invited on because we had a TikTok video that went viral. So it was a video of our team dancing. Anyway, it went on to... viral a stretch.
2: It went like
0: Cisco viral. (laughs) Stop. Stop. Okay, so I just omitted a word, but it went Cisco viral um, on LinkedIn um, and it came on to wendy's radar and wendy invited us onto the show so we made a big thing out of it basically we had been invited onto wendy mars show and in return look this like fate it's like the stars have aligned and wendy mars is now on our show so yeah but in all honesty she was great wasn't she it's so a good interview yeah, she, was like a was she was a good sport she was a good sport and like such an interesting career and yeah we just yeah thought, i discovered things i didn't know either so yeah so march is the sort of month for celebrating women and international women's day is on the 8th of march which should be when this episode is launching so if you're listening on international women's day happy international women's day to you and yeah it was just great to have wendy on as a a female leader within our business and to hear her story so rosie shall we stop chatting and head over to our cozy chat with wendy oh
1: i love the cozy chat but yeah let's head on
0: Hi Wendy. Hi Wendy. How are you doing? Good Good, thank you. you. Good thank you. Good but yeah this is our podcast so it's great to have you Wendy. Um, As a bit of a background I've got to be on your show for the Amir Pulse a couple of months back because of our TikTok fame within the Scotland team and now we get to have you on our show so we're just returning the (laughs) favour. And actually We thought, you know, we thought we'll test one of our new features with Wendy. We're not going to ask you to play ping to win. But we thought before we get started in the conversation and we talk about your career journey and the incredible role that you have here at Cisco, let's break the ice. And Rosie's suggestion was something that she'd heard in another podcast that she listens to. And the break the ice question is, if you were to go to Tesco, Wendy Mars, what would be your meal deal choice? And by meal deal, we would mean you pick your sandwich, your crisps and your drink or your sandwich, your snack and your drink. And this could be boots, marquees, wherever you like to have your meal deal. What would you choose?
2: Okay, so as a sandwich, I would probably choose either tuna and sweet corn or um, some form of cheese. I like cheese. Um, and then for crisps really I should not be eating crisps because they're not very good for me (laughs) so as a compromise I would probably have some of those you know you can get those vegetable crisps that are not really a crisp Uh, like the hummus ones or the
0: lentil chips Mm.
2: there you go um because I would that would make me feel less guilty Mm -hmm. and then I would have as a drink I would get water
0: oh wow Wow. interesting so interesting but we had a, this conversation
2: years ago if you'd have said to me you know I used to go if you, years and years ago not so much now say you would go to McDonald's and I'd be one of the people who would get like a burger and fries with a Diet Coke because the Diet Coke would make me feel less guilty about the burger and fries
0: <laughs> oh I have a <laughs> Indian compulsion, so <laughs>
1: I'm still that point.
0: person <laughs> I'm like I mean I know that I'm consuming <laughs> the calories in food but if I can avoid consuming them in the drink I will do that so <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> So thank you so much for that Wendy, Um, we actually just thought we'd kick off with this is going to be going out on International Women's Day which we are so excited about so we're so delighted to have you on the show this month and we just thought we'd let you start with a bit of a brief career summary, um, what your current role is, Um, not too much detail because hopefully we're going to delve more into that throughout the conversation but just what you do here at Cisco now, no acronyms allowed and
2: how you've got here. Yeah. So I've worked for three companies. Our first company I worked for was Morgan Stanley. I joined them with the grad program um, and worked for them for four years in London, New York and Tokyo. So travel the world, really enjoyed it. I then joined a startup, which was an offshoot of the IT team at Morgan Stanley, which was a company called Throughpoint, where I went back to the States with that startup that startup, funnily, as I look back now, had venture capital investment from Morgan Stanley and from Cisco. So it was kind of the, the jam in the middle <laughs> the of a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Worked with them in the States, in New York and Texas, and then came back to London with them. And they were a partner of Cisco. And then I joined Cisco um, and have done a number of different jobs here um, within Cisco and, you know, enjoyed the variety immensely. And, and I run the region of EMEA uh, for Cisco. So Europe, Middle East, Africa, Russia.
0: I didn't know you'd
1: been all over and and stayed in so many different places that's amazing just shows you like IT really can take you anywhere can't it
2: oh very much and I you know and for me one of the things I love about working in IT and in technology is the international aspects of it and to be able to have lived and worked abroad uh you know has been a I've, I've enjoyed that so much great experience you learn a lot about yourself but also you make some great friends you know, as well that you stay in touch with. So, you know, that for me has been a highlight for sure.
0: Absolutely. And I think also so interesting that you've experienced the big corporate landscape and also the startup. Because I think you gain so much from doing the two different experiences. And I guess throughout your career then, how have you saw the idea of women in technology and women in business change? Like how does the landscape look now from when you first started and what sort of challenges have you maybe had to overcome in your career?
2: You know, I remember when I was a student, I studied uh, engineering, electronic engineering at York University. And um, I remember on that course of a hundred students, there were five women and you know that was kind of the norm for me uh, at that time and you know if i look at that and then having joined and worked at the different companies that you know i just mentioned kind of you what you were used to and you're familiar with was a very male-dominated environment and i think you would just adjust to that because that was the surroundings you were used to to being in and if i look now you know and thinking about careers in technology. I think sometimes people think, oh, it's just geeks and techies. It's not. You know, there's lots and lots of many, many different types of jobs. Um, You know, I think sometimes technology jobs get stereotyped. I've come through a very, very traditional route, but there's lots of different types of routes to to get jobs in the tech sector. And I think it's a fantastic area to work in. You get so much variety.
1: Yeah, you're so right. That was one of the points we made on the, the last podcast with the apprenticeships was because our apprenticeship is cross-functional was that you actually get to experience all the different types of roles that are within Cisco. Because I think, as you say, like when you're at university or at school, you never think, oh, I'm I'm going to go into Cisco and I'm going to work in a sales function or I'm going to work in a product development rather than just, you know, the nuts bolts, the coding
2: behind it all. So, yeah. Because you, so you just don't know. You don't know what different types of roles are out there and the sheer variety of things that you can do.
0: Absolutely. No, exactly. On that on that exact note, actually, this was going to be one of my other questions. So I have a quote that I've kind of stuck by for life since I was a grad coming out into the world. And I, I came out of, of uni at the time that Sheryl Sandberg had written the book Lean In. And I don't know if any of you have read it, but... Um, it's a brilliant book. So, Cheryl Sandberg of Facebook, she's written this book and she actually wrote a special book for graduates. It was all about girls coming out of university. Make sure you just throw yourself in there, you get a seat at the table, you put your hand up. All those sort of stereotypical things we're taught as young women coming into the workplace. But one quote that I always try to live by is a Richard Branson quote. And it's if someone offers you an amazing opportunity and you're not sure you can do it, say yes and then just figure out how to do it later. And on that though, Wendy, have you, got, have you listened to any advice like that? And have you done anything in your career that's been a bit out of the box and a bit just to go, go after an opportunity? Tell us anything that you might have done.
2: Yeah, I have a couple of them. And there's a, there's a quote, and I'll say it now so don't forget, Kelly. there's one that's, that I was given advice once, which was when a door opens, walk through it. And that quote stuck with me as in a, when you get the opportunity, take it. You never know if you're going to be asked again. And if I think I've had a couple of moments like that, one, you know, a couple of them have been around working abroad, you know, so don't overthink it. I was offered the opportunity. I I was like, why not? You know, when will you get a, a chance like this again and just go now, of course with it, there's the realization of you do these things. And then after a couple of weeks, you're like, Oh, I'm not on holiday. I actually live here now. And it's quite a shock, you know, when you, when you realize that, you know, and, and you're not just there for two weeks, you're there for, could be a couple of years, you know? Um, and I remember when I come to, came to Cisco and I've been with Cisco for probably about nine months and uh, I was offered a job, um, which I look back and I think it was one of the best jobs I've ever had, which was to run the data center business in Cisco. It was a startup within the company and to be able to go in, to build your own team, to develop and create that, built on the experiences I had had of big corporate startup mentality, And it was a fantastic opportunity. And the people I met along the way there for both building the team, but also people, you know, at customers, at partners and the market overall, fantastic. Um, And still to this day, stay in touch with a lot of those folks.
1: Yeah. And so building on that, is there a point of your career that you're most proud of that you would think, you know, I've, I've made a really good decision or, you know, I was really proud of myself in that moment. So I think it's always nice to reflect on, your career today?
2: Yeah, I would say the job I'm in now, you know, so I've been in the job I'm in now for three and a half years. And, you know, I've never been somebody who's pointed at a box and said, I want to be in that job. Um, but I think for me, be, you know, the, even going for this role and then being ultimately successful, you know, in getting the seat um, is a very, very proud moment. Um, so I'd say that for me is one. And then the second has been, you know, I I always wanted to be um, as part of a career objective on the board of a company as a non-exec director, and I was able to achieve that just before Christmas um, to be on the board of Rolls Royce. Um, so as a non-exec director. So for me, those two things are a, a moments where I look and say, you know, I'm proud of those two moments.
0: Nice. Do you get given a Rolls Royce when you join? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you never know. You never it could know. have been a good what, what a great, <laughs> know, it might have been. What a great um, opportunity, though. And well, how how did you go about like getting the job that you're in? Because just to be clear, so your title is president of a right? Is that is that? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I mean, that's such a cool title, anyway, isn't it? Because um, I think we talk a lot in the tech industry about job titles. Some some of them just don't make sense. Like that makes sense mm-hmm. to me. I can understand that one. But how did you go about getting? The job like what was the process or did it kind of come did the opportunity come across your path or
2: yeah so so what happened was the person who was in the job before me had moved to a a global role um and that person had been my boss uh and he had said you know is this something that you're that you're interested in um so that was you know the first thing that happened i remember um there's a lady who came over from america um that was working with cisco at the time And she was California based. And she said to me, you know, I'd heard that Californians like to like, they like to do walking meetings. So I thought, I'll go for a walk, you know, with with her. So we went for a walk around the campus that, you know, we're we're based in. And i would never ironically been for a walk around that campus, you know, so I thought I would just just go and do it. And, And I asked her for advice. I said, well, you know, when you're walking next to someone rather than sitting opposite somebody, you can be a little bit more relaxed, I think in yourself and just say it, you know? And I said to her, yeah, I've been very much enjoyed working for my boss and now he's going to do something else and there's this opportunity and I'd like to go for it. Do you have any advice? And she said to me, my advice to you is that you get on a plane, you go to the corporates and you tell them that you want it. And I was like, well, don't you know, so I got back to my desk and I called my boss and I said to him, what do you think? And he said, I think you should do it. So I did. And then, um, you know, that for me, if I had not had asked her that question, I probably wouldn't have done it. So it was that she gave me the push that was important. Um, so that's a moment where you look back and you say, if that hadn't happened, things wouldn't be the way they are now. So, you know, I think it's a sometimes you've got to you say it, someone says, do it, or, you know, is very directive with you. And that all of those things are important moments.
3: Mm. I
0: love that but it's also just for me like all those dots just joined up at the right time as well for you that's just amazing love I love stories like that thanks for sharing yeah and that actually goes to the fact that you actually took your
1: own your piece of advice that you like and you walked through the open door because she said do it and you went
2: (laughs) okay I'll do it
3: (laughs) well and also there's
2: a thing if you ask the question then you get the answer you can you either do something with you with it or you ignore it and then the only thing you could if you ignore it then it's on you you know you've you've not taken the advice I thought I've got to do I've got to do this now because otherwise I'll regret it if I don't.
1: No exactly and so like being in the position you are now is there times where you've had to manage self-doubt with you being in such a successful role that you are today is there times that you've managed that and how have you?
2: You know, I remember in the first year in the role, um, er, you know, early in the probably first six months, a couple of people saying to me, how are you? You look a lot better than I thought you would look. I'm like, what do you mean? They said, well, you've got such a big job, but aren't you overloaded? Aren't you overwhelmed with it? And I thought, well, I don't feel like I am or should be. You know, so when people, others start to say to you about, you know, what you're doing and 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 things like that it makes you think, oh, you know. So those mo- those moments were interesting, you know, for uh, for me for sure because I was like, you know, I'll just I'll just sink or swim time, and I'm like, I, I'm a good swimmer. I'll always swim was sort of my attitude, you know, my mm-hmm. philosophy through it. And I think also there's things of you, you know, you you realise that you can't know everything, and when you do something new, um, you you need to be, you know, um, learn you uh, ask questions you can only ask you know once or twice and then you've got to <laughs> go with this but also to be comfortable with you know i i remember being the situations where you know i thought i knew the company i've been in the company for a while but then i was uncovering new things and i would say i'm opening doors to rooms i didn't know existed because it's a big environment and you you know you've got to be comfortable with that and have a curiosity to learn and want to continue to learn more so yeah. And with that, you'll find things that you don't know, but you've got to be confident in yourself that you will find out, you'll learn and you'll surround yourself by people who are very, very good at what they do and give them the, the room to do what they need to do, but stay close to them as well. You know? So I think all of those things are important You know, lessons and also practices to instill to.
0: Absolutely and I think like Rosie and I feel that like we're totally in the millennial generation different ends of the scale but um, and we've kind of come out and into the, the world of work with a mentality of women support other women in the workplace and it's very supportive and there's always been a lot of emphasis well certainly since I've been in my career around um, International Women's Day and what we can do to encourage more women in the workplace but I just wonder, like throughout your career and obviously going back to your university class, there was five females in it. Has that always been the case or was there ever like a competitive element within women, especially in this industry when there weren't so many back then? Or how has it changed? Or do you firmly believe that there is still a mentality within the corporate world of women supporting other women or?
2: I think I feel that there's now much more of an emphasis on women supporting other women. You know, it's much more prevalent. I think that's a great thing you know, around a, you know, I I remember for me at one moment within Cisco where I had been promoted to a vice president in the company. And when that had happened, I was very very proud and delighted for myself, but something that really struck with me was a number of women I didn't know came up to me and said, it's fantastic. We have a role, we have you as a role model. And then for me, that really hit home of a, I've achieved something here for myself, but also I now have a responsibility to others. I felt that, you know, and I felt that in that in that moment. Um, so I think I feel that that is much more um, prevalent in the system. And that's a good thing. Uh, but also, if I look at, you know, I've had a lot of support from male colleagues as well. Uh, you know, and I, so if I look at a, women supporting other women is, is great and is very, very important. But also, you know, a lot of the men within organizations to play a huge role. You know, in that of supporting throughout the system too. So I think both are equally as important because you need both to make sure that you're the best talent progresses at the right time.
1: That's so true, and that, that's why we, we've, we've split up the podcast so that you know we're, we're doing a segment with you, but we're also going to do a segment with Shane Herity, who's the um, who manages Scotland and Ireland, just to kind of give both views because as you say it's not just women supporting women it's also men lifting up women and making sure that we are heard within rooms so no it is so true.
0: And I guess going back then to your journey and talking about women supporting women and, and what you've done in terms of your role now and the responsibility you feel you had you have now for other women. But if you were to look back in your younger self, is there advice that you would give yourself? Would you have done anything differently? Or if you could go back to your younger self, what would you say?
2: You know, it's funny because I, I if I, if I look at things, I remember doing a, a talk one time of lessons I would teach my younger self, and you know, and if I think in that, there were you know a number of a number of elements around. You know, if you think within a company, I used to have a thing about um, I'm not political. I'm not going to get involved in schmoozing with anybody because I'm, that's, you know, I want to progress on my own merit. But then I realized and it was like a light went off, you know, for me of it's not politics, it's networking. So, you know, if I think on that really consciously making a effort to think about who, you know, who is it that can be individuals who can support you? Think about your stakeholder management, you know, in your career and also who are people who can support you and will want to support you. And that, for me, I remember at one point having what's called like a 360 evaluation. So people who work for you, your peers and your management give feedback. And one set of commentary that really stuck with me was, you know, I'm, I'm so somebody who had said, I really want to support Wendy with what she wants to do. But I don't know what she wants to do. But yet I'm one of the ones who I feel knows her the most. So I'm like, hmm, for me to be more then realizing to be more vocal about what you're interested in, and then be comfortable to share that with others because then, the, because those others want to know so that they can help you to achieve those objectives. So, you know, for me, there's a big thing about know your network, spend time, invest in your network, and then also, you know, be clear on your objectives, what you want to, to achieve. So I think that that for me, and if I think back to when I was in my twenties, in my very first job, Of course, when you're at that stage in your career, all of those who are around you, your peer group, as you progress, they progress, of course they do. And you you know, they will evolve, they will do well, they'll be successful. And that network is very important for you, not just at that time, but in 10, 20, 30 years from then. So I look back to those times and I've got some great friends that I've, you know, relationship that you form at that stage in your career, that I've fortunate that I've stayed in touch with who are, you know, who are great sounding boards for different things, great allies for when you need to talk to about a, a situation that might be difficult or you need a different opinion. So really investing in that network is super important.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I think we did speak with David last um, month about the apprentice. Um, the apprenticeship episode and saying but maybe what the pandemic has done and not allowing young people to be able to do that level of networking that we used to do by meeting people face to face and and on that note actually about the pandemic how did you as a leader cope during a pandemic and how did you cope just personally as a human being? Like what were the challenges that you faced throughout the pandemic both on a business and a personal level?
2: Yeah so so if I look for me how did I how did I cope? I, I am someone who I live on my own, um, and I'm someone who's, a, who's able to just deal with being on my own when I need when I need to. So I've, I, you know, and everyone's different. So I felt that for me that was okay. I was able to manage it, you know. Okay, and we were on video all the time, you know, with the jobs that we we do. So that level of interaction, you know, was uh, what was there. I would say, from a personal standpoint, you know, for, for me, what I, and if I look back and what have I. What have, what have I done? I, I made some quite big decisions actually during this as well. So if I look for Cisco, you know, we have truly embraced hybrid working. So what I've done is, I, you know, my home was in Surbiton in, uh, in greater London. And I took the decision to buy a home in the north of England, which was quite a big thing. You know, so I, I have family there. And you know, I thought, you know, this is an opportunity for me to be closer to them. Um, and to also be able to, you know, work from there where I can, but also have a retained a base in Surbiton, so in the south of England. So I get the best of both worlds. I'm able to do that, which is which is quite nice. Um, and also, you know, get that balance of you're, right now I'm in, I'm in one of our offices, but also work remotely. And then, you know, as and where we travel, you know, we, we travel around. So for me doing that, that was a big I would not probably have not done that if it hadn't been so early. If it hadn't been for the pandemic, you know. So I think I'm years to come I'll look back and I'll be like, "That's something different that uh, you know that happened." Yeah, but it's, it's just it's, nice you know, to be
1: closer to family, isn't it? And it's it's nice that that kind of brought that home for you that you know it's yeah. important. Colette and I have a we don't have pandemic dogs, but we have um we have we have little fur babies.
2: So. <laughs> we were watching well, talk- around on our walks <laughs> and it's also my plan to so this year to get a dog as well so i've just you know i've, I've just you something to do and i need to you can see mine there you go I've <laughs> the name, the dog's, i have already picked the name the dog's been called daisy um, uh, I oh nice
0: yeah do you know which kind of breed i mean people are big fans of the dog discussions on this podcast we've had a few dog discussions so do you know what breed of dog you might go for wendy or
2: well, the dog will either be a golden retriever or a cocker oh. spaniel.
3: Um, I have so a cocker.
2: Get you. a cocker. Yeah, yeah. So they energetic funny. dogs, though. <laughs> Mine's a long-legged. <laughs> yeah, see, so as soon as you then you get a lot of lobbying, <laughs> all the different. Yeah. Dogs. So, yeah. yeah,
0: pick mine. No, <laughs> I. <laughs> no i love the idea of a golden i think go for if you have the space to have a golden i would get a golden um but yeah go for, oh my you have to keep us updated on that then that's really
1: exciting and we want puppy uh, pictures t- when it happens
0: <laughs> yes yes so i'm conscious of time wendy we don't want to keep you much longer but i guess what would be your part in words of wisdom or i don't know anything any little gem that you've learned it could even be a book or a quote or a poem or anything that you've used in your life to kind of just give yourself some inspiration or some motivation from time
2: to time i i would say collette it's back to that quote you know when a door opens walk through it It stuck with me when it was said to me at the time i took the decision i'm like right i'm going to do this um you know so i i think it's a advice in a moment and then taking it if you ask the question you get great advice take it um because it's just don't have any regrets um so that for me would be the thing that I would, uh, I would say that and live. if you've got an opportunity to live and work abroad, do it. Those two things.
0: Yeah, and excellent. Hopefully now that we are coming out of the end of the pandemic, that opportunity will be back there for people, especially young people. So thank you so much, Wendy. Um, We might even see you on a TikTok together at some point in the future. Maybe the duet that everyone has wanted. Um, But thank you so much for your time today. I think everyone's really going to enjoy listening to your career journey and all of this amazing advice that you've given us today. So thanks so much again.
2: Pleasure. All the best. See you. Bye.
0: Cheers. Thank you. So, Rosie, that was our interview with Wendy Mars. She was a great guest. She was... Brilliant, wasn't she? Very chatty. I really I don't agree necessarily with her choice of food from the Tesco meal deal. I mean I'm all for tuna, love a tuna. Not a fan no, of sweet corn and a tuna sandwich. No, I I mean I feel like I mean
1: it's definitely not what I would choose, but I'm a plain Jane, so um but it tells a lot I, about a person what they
0: what they get in their meal deals, I think. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to the next part of our episode um as you know we're celebrating international women's day and we did have a lovely chat with wendy mars but we also just wanted to hear uh from the other side so we've invited shane herity onto the show and shane is what's shane's title rosie he is the managing director for cisco scotland and ireland So, in our terms, the head honcho, the captain of the ship. What were the other terms that we've used in the past? The main man, the big dog, the gaffer. Um, The gaffer, love it for Scotland and Ireland. And we thought it'd be quite interesting as a leader in this space um, how he feels about International Women's Day, what he does to support his um, the females in his team, the women in his team, and actually, Shane's interesting because within his leadership team, there actually is a lot of women. The who make up his leadership team so on top of that Shane is also a dad to daughters so we were just really keen to hear his perspective of what it's like to parent young women in this world what advice has he given them what does he see for their future and yeah good chat all round yeah and I think it's just interesting hearing both sides because International Women's Day is not all
1: about the females it's about men who support women as well it's not just about females supporting females which Wendy touched on earlier so um yeah i'm looking forward to hearing what shane has and any nuggets of wisdom agreed
0: so shall we roll shane's interview we shall
3: right into recording not even a warning hello how are you just i know we just <laughs> like
1: it to be natural and then we cut it out because otherwise we're just like we start recording and it's not for silence so it's like who's gonna start <laughs> <laughs> just how we roll we um, roll into it all right, we'll kick off. So yeah, let's start with a. Uh, who is Jane? Just a brief overview if you wouldn't mind, please.
3: Okay, so I'm uh, I'm a father, I'm a husband, um, born born in Ireland, um, married now for fifteen years. Actually, wedding anniversary upcoming on St Patrick's Day, um, which is uh, something we look you forward got married to.
0: Have you done St Patrick's Day? <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, it's one way of making sure we never forget the anniversary, right? So on both sides. So, so we thought it was, we thought it was a really clever thing to do. Um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's, it's something we always celebrate with family, which is great. Um, I have two daughters, Holly and Lauren. Um, both, uh, just with birthdays coming now, actually one, the youngest Lauren will be 10, eldest turning 12. Um, and they're, they're just just two incredible little girls challenge challenge me regularly right um <laughs> which which is fantastic in every way possible uh so so we've uh we've certainly have a very active home and then um from the Cisco side where you would know me is I, I, I lead the operations in uh, Scotland and Ireland uh, been with Cisco now this is year 17 uh, I've had lots of different roles um and yeah re- really excited to to uh to be here with you today
0: Brilliant. Actually, you're nearly hitting those teenage years. But we'll come I into am. that. Oh, and we've just been joined by what who or what is that? It's a just Pom. Oh,
3: see now just see this is this is the, the girl's this is the girl's dog and they promised to walk him and look after him. Oh, sh- that's a rookie
0: move. move. They've been bamboozled.
1: No, he's, <laughs> got, he's gone
3: hiding now. So he's um he's a mix between a Pomeranian and a Chihuahua.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes.
3: yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Very cute. Well, we made an
1: entrance there. <laughs> we do like a dog. We do like a dog cameo on the show, don't
3: we? We hope to have dog number two coming soon. So we're... we're um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So ho- hopefully we'll, we've uh, we've been renting since we moved back to Ireland and, and our home is um, hopefully ready, kind of April timeframe. So, um, yeah, when we get into our own home, we'll we'll get a buddy for a for little teddy here, right? So, um, yeah. So we'll do you pick day.
0: male dogs just to sort of like up the quota of man in your house or is it a number over there is that you, what it
3: is about how, how, how outnumbered I am Colette yeah <laughs> no so uh, Teddy was actually a, he's a rescue um we, we rescued him from um a, a center in Qatar um so I think he's he's found it difficult to adjust to Ireland because he used to love lying out in the sun and the warmth <laughs> and he doesn't even like going out to the back garden in the morning he's just I'm not going out there <laughs> right so uh, yeah he's I, like I, where have you definitely- brought me to Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he's definitely a Middle Eastern dog, that's
0: for sure. So, talking about finding some balance at home between male and female, um, we are celebrating International Women's Day um, on the 8th of March, Shane. So, um, in this episode, we have spoken to Wendy Mars, and she's given us her background on her career journey, um, her role here at Cisco, and some of the challenges, and, um, and also just her experiences, really, as being a female leader. And we just kind of wanted to get you on to kind of get your views from another perspective. So like you said, you have this to think about and also maybe to worry about as being a father, but also being a leader within Cisco, where you're trying to basically have equality within your team and support women in the workplace. And we kind of just wanted to get your perspective on the whole idea of why why we should be celebrating International Women's Day and what do you do as a leader? What do you try to focus on to ensure that you can encourage women in the workplace?
3: Yeah it's a great question Khaled, and especially this time of year um it's 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 um it's really important to to discuss I think first and foremost for for me uh you know since I've returned to to Ireland covering Ireland and Scotland is to look at how we can Address female participation in, in schools, right? In, in engineering, in tech, in STEM, right? And, um, you know, the latest figures that, that I had for Ireland is that by the time we get to university, uh, we only have 12% female participation in engineering in Ireland, right? So, so by that stage, it's already late, right? You know, so we've really started to work with community and local schools here and um, with our Net, Net Academy partners as well to really discuss ways that we can encourage uh, female participation at the second level and continued into the third level so that we have that larger pool um, of female talent available to us within the industry, right? Um, And obviously then within the likes of Cisco, where we have that inclusive culture, it's key that we support our female members and and ensure that they have the opportunity that they're, they're entitled to first and foremost um you know and that we encourage that holistically across the board in cisco
1: now that's great and i think you know a a leader that you've worked in different regions within cisco have you seen a difference across the regions or what was your experience
3: you the, the great thing rosie about working somewhere like cisco is that i didn't see a difference You know, because our culture is our culture and it's responsibility for all of us to live by that ethos, Uh, you know, so very much for me, I've seen a consistency uh, in the Middle East leadership team and and the organisation there with with what I've experienced now firsthand in the UKI operation. Um, So so it really is that that global consistency is is something that we should be really proud of in Cisco. Yeah, actually,
0: it's quite funny because I have just shared an anecdote with Rosie, um, just prior to joining this call to record this morning, I was on like my weekly Emir huddle. Um, yep. We obviously touched on this morning about everything that is going on in Ukraine, and I think we do have to sort of comment on that. And um, it's really obviously heartbreaking to see what's going on but yeah. the reason for the call was a director for Amir for Collaboration, George Dunn joined the call today, just to flag something up and it was that he had joined the SMB team um, for Collaboration, had organised for Black History Month to have some of um, the black members of the Collaboration team come on and, and share some of their experiences and I think I, I didn't join that call but George was on to share his experience of joining it and He said it was quite harrowing to actually understand like what some of our our colleagues are still going through in the US when it comes to race at the minute. And his message was just more so around he said quite clearly i'm a white male straight privately educated privileged leader within this business and sometimes for him it can be quite hard to actually appreciate or to walk in someone else's shoes and appreciate what other people in his team go through and i think he was just on to say like that was a wake-up call for me as a leader and he wanted to just put it out there and say if anyone has any challenges whether it's about your race your gender your sexual orientation your age anything to come to the business and I came away from that and I said to Rosie as soon as I joined, I just find that so powerful and I've found that since I started at Cisco that there is this sort of camaraderie or this joint shared values that we all have that is just not okay and it's not acceptable. But for leaders to actually take the time out of their diaries to then join our calls to actually make those messages clear, I just find it so powerful. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. Is there anything that you do within your team to encourage? Especially, we obviously are focusing on International Women's Day, but women within your team that that are facing any struggles like that to to come and speak to you, or, or anything that we do as a team here, um, that you can maybe share. Yeah, I,
3: I think I think that it's 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 about lead, leading with authenticity, right? So that you do have that consistency of, of message, uh, and that your team have that awareness uh, of availability right you know that there is integrity and empathy you know from from the leadership at every level right because you've got leaderships within your teams you've got your 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 regional and sales management and you've got me across across the operations so um, i think it really is just to um ensure that we have that inclusive ethos within the team but equally, that there is that trust and authenticity between individual contributors and leadership. That at a time of need, um, they, they, they everybody knows we're here for each other, right? But outside of within our our specific operation, then there are you know the the um, the functions within the UKI, people and communities organisation, and it's really important that people have visibility and awareness of exactly what's there to support. And how available it is, right? You know, because quite often um, people may not have full visibility of all the support services are there, and and may miss an opportunity, um, you know, when they when they need it most.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually was thinking a lot about International Women's Day and what it meant for me. And I look back on my career prior to Cisco, and I, I used to work more in like the startup and small business world. But that would mean kind of going along to like award ceremonies for startups and entrepreneurs. And I always remember as like sort of maybe like a quite a naive millennial, millennial going into the workplace that I would get so frustrated when I go to these awards and there would be a category for female entrepreneur of the year and I used to get really annoyed about it because I would think well see if that was me and I was going to win I'd just be annoyed because I want to win fairly I want to win against everyone I don't want to win against just 50% and then yep. it took for like a lot of women to say to me but there is a reason why we need it and then I think as my career's progressed and my life personally has progressed and I've Become a mum, and I'm now a working mum trying to juggle full time, raise a child, try and get everything right. Have the constant mum guilt. Am I working too much? Am I doing enough for them? Like, I start to realise that, like, there is still a need for this. And I think I kind of came from a generation where we're striving for equality to the point that we're saying, like, we shouldn't even have this anymore because it should just be a case that it is just equal but also now as a mum I have a totally different perspective as a female in the workplace of like why we do need this and why we especially women who are coming back from maternity breaks they have to take time out their confidence is a bit knocked like why we need to encourage it so yeah I suppose you're a father as well to daughters what have you still got concerns of like what your daughters might face and their working careers or what they're going to face just in life that men might not experience or just kind of keen to get that? that um yeah know, look, look,
3: as a dad you always have concerns and I think that's whether you have a father of girls or boys right because you know the world is just it's just such a big place and and now it's it's accessible 24 7 right um you know so so absolutely yeah and I think you make a very interesting point right because there was a fight for equality now now equality is there and it's fought for and it's protected by organizations but we're also very fortunate in in, in a Cisco in a company like Cisco where it is part of our daily DNA, right? And, and that's not always the case in every organization or, or every experience, right? So, um, so you know, equality, both male, female, gender, you know, religions, whatever, whatever the, the, the unconscious bias might be that, that did exist, it has to be continually fought for um to ensure that we continue to improve the experience of all citizens and, and all people.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important that you kind of highlighted that it, it's important to focus on, you know, people and girls at school and at secondary school to kind yep. of, you know, push them to have a look at STEM opportunities and, and, you know, engineering opportunities, because, you know, I think I always, I still actually get quite um, shocked when I go on like an external call when when you're, you know, doing customer facing um, calls and you're actually the only female, and you've got like 20 other people that you're involved with in the meeting. Especially now we're doing it hybrid, and it's 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 shocking because internally we don't kind of have that reflection, but externally we definitely mm. do. So I think we can only just encourage um girls in in school level because I think you know that's when you you have your ideas about what you want to be, and that's when everyone asks you what you're going to do when you get older. And um, and so it is such an important part of the life is there anything that you know we're running in terms of like um work experience i know obviously we've got our apprenticeship program in scotland yeah. um, and that you're looking to expand that into ireland hopefully in the near future but is there any kind of work experience that we're offering as an uh, as a sector
3: yeah. So, so, well, for us, we, we, have the apprentice program, which, which you've mentioned, Rosie. And, you know, I'm delighted that we got to launch in, in Scotland. And, and we're, you know, we're seeing some fantastic talent coming into, into the team, right? And, and in Ireland, we, we hope to launch in the next four to six weeks, which is really exciting as well. And um, we also then have the intern program with, with local schools. So, um, we'll have, um, seven interns joining the Irish operation now, um, in two weeks time, I believe. Uh, And um, so they'll join and they're coming in at the the fourth year transition year type age. So um, 16 stroke 17. Uh, And and that's something we're really excited about. It's the first time we'll have the the interns on site now for the last three years. Uh, and, And interesting for me in the interviews I did last week and four of the seven were girls, right? And really interested in the coding and the programming side of it within Cisco. Uh, And I think having the Webex facility and team collaboration team down in Galway gives us a great opportunity to encourage young female talent into that operation to get a real first-hand experience of what it's like to work in the likes of Cisco on a WebEx platform from a coding and, and programming perspective. So So yeah that, that's something we're, we're really excited about and, and looking forward to seeing the young talent um, bounce around the office and challenging us to, to think and work in different ways.
1: Well, they do. Like Colette and I were obviously involved in the apprenticeship um, interviews that we've mentioned before. And we were quite blown away with the ideas that they came with and just their, you know, overall confidence. And so, yeah, it'll be great to have the interns (laughs) coming and challenging us further. Maybe the
0: apprentices as well just always yeah. a nice reminder of how much older we're getting
3: whatever the, the well, next well, see, that's, that's fine for you to say you have me doing tiktoks right <laughs> so if you feel old compared to the apprentices <laughs> imagine what i'm feeling like right you, you know so uh yeah although it, it did it did give me the cool fact about my daughters when they saw the tiktok video um although oh, I, I coach both their football teams and i've promised to do my own tiktok at the end of the season if we can win our last two matches right so i'm not sure it, 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 they're either embarrassed now or are they or this, I still have the cool factor I, I think it's more embarrassed at this stage
0: oh that's great so they both play football do they
3: they do they play well they play Gaelic sports so um, um, up, and, up until you're 13 Colette yeah you, you play both codes so we have uh, the football which is it's it's a hybrid really between soccer and rugby um, you know and then we have hurling um, a bit like Shinty in, in Scotland uh, you know so they're they're both playing both codes at the moment and yeah uh, yeah, it's it's great fun, and it's it's nice to see them engage in in the local games. Um, you know, after returning from what was their whole life experience in the Middle East, right? So it's great to see them now uh, play our local games as well.
0: So how do you do that? How are you like coach, dads? Is that not quite a hard one to juggle?
3: Yeah, it is, <laughs> uh, I, and uh, I try not to get emotional on the sideline, but I do. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely do, you know, but look, it's great. Um, my dad coached me, uh, all the way up in, in, in my football career when, when, when I play, I played from seven up until early thirties. Uh, I, and, you know, it, it just gives you some really special bond opportunity and memories, right? And, um, you know, a lot of what we typically do is as a family unit, this is a lot of one to one time I get when we travel to matches and we're talking about the team and it's great to see you know as um you know they're they're a year and a half back playing now their understanding of the game is is really improving and uh, yeah it's just it's great to see you know and to hear my surname called out on the, on the pitches that I played on 20 years ago again to hear they they've got the same nickname as me now which is kind of ironic so it's it's lovely to hear it get, get getting called out again in the, in, in the local club
0: Brilliant. And I guess, what are your what are your hopes and aspirations then for your daughters growing up in the world today? Do you think that they will go on to maybe a career in tech? Is that something that you would be encouraging for them? Oh,
3: look, you know, my hope for them is that they, they get to be the best they can be, right? And, and with that, All the opportunity they deserve comes their way. Um, you know, my, my eldest daughter's already decided she wants to be a hacker. Thank God she's, she's committed to being a white hacker. Um, you know, so, so she absolutely loves tech and, uh, is, is really into, Kind of junior level coding now and, and seeing how she can, she can create different things. So, um, I think, yeah, she's definitely destined for, for some way, um, down, down, down in tech. My youngest girl, uh, I think at the moment, uh, she's going down, she wants to be an actress and she's trying to figure out how to get into movies, right? So, um, that'll be an interesting one. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but she's, she's definitely more creative than, than I ever was. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, I again, it, it's, it's it's ensuring that they you know they get every opportunity that we can we can provide for them so that um, they can fulfil their potential I mean, and that's that's really important for me.
0: Yeah, Talus
1: might have a new white hacker coming their way. Then,
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, she's very intrigued by Talus. Really, really intrigued by Talus. And you know, when, when we talk about the volume of threat that we prevent on a daily basis, you can just see the thought process and the the numbers starting to to go through her mind and 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 the inevitable twenty questions that follow from that. You know, so she's just she's extremely inquisitive, which is which is fantastic.
1: Is there any kind of Um, piece of wisdom that you would pass on to other leaders who are also managing? Because I I think we're actually quite in a privileged position where you've got two female leaders in your team. You know, we've we've got quite a lot of female talent within the Scotland and Ireland organisation. So is there any kind of words of wisdom that you would give out to other leaders who necessarily don't have that current diversity within their team?
3: I I think if if I look at the culture within UKI holistically, Rosie, right, I, I think it's a really positive ethos around inclusivity and equal opportunity, right? And and very much for me, you know, blessed with the female leaders that we have both in Scotland and Ireland, in Joanne and, and Ishbel, right? And um, I think we have developed a really um, you know I- I- inclusive and uh, and positive environment. You know, in the operation at every level, right? And and that's been something that, that I think collectively we're, we're all very proud of. Um, you know, but for, for me, when we're, we're in a recruitment stage, it's just to have open, an open mind towards new talent coming from a more diverse spectrum, right? Because I think if we recruit from the same place with, with the same type qualifications consistently, everyone's going to look and sound the same. Right so um for me it really is to be open to new talent that can come in and positively contribute to our culture right and and we've seen that with with some of the recent hires into our operation and i think you can see it now um you know the growth that we've experienced in the last 18 months um you know is is a reflection of that
0: We spoke about change and the last kind of question i wanted to touch on was your view on how the pandemic might actually have changed the course of where we were going in terms of equality. Because I actually have my own view on it. I actually think that everyone was forced to go work from home um, and it was such a seismic change in what we were used to in terms of work-life balance. And my view on it is actually it's probably done a lot to help to the equality, especially just in terms of being more of a balance at home. Certainly in my experience anyway, it might not be the same for everyone. But I'm keen to get your views on do, how do you think the pandemic has changed in terms of inequality that we might now experience in the workplace with this flexibility to be able to work from home and maybe like allowing working mums to be able to have that flexibility to still have a career, but also have their children and, and not su- suffer. That's maybe not the right word, but you know what I mean? Not, it not be as detrimental as maybe it was once in the past. So just keen as a leader, have you seen like any benefits of the pandemic in that sense?
3: Oh, oh definitely. And, and I think as a society, there's going to be benefits. You know, as Hybrid working, we all agree, is is here to stay. You know, it it, it gives everybody, right, male, female, uh, you, you know, a different career um, opportunity and and thoughts, right, and dreams, right, because you know people may have felt restricted because of geolocation, right, in that I'm not in a big city, I, I won't grow my career to the same level because of my physical location, right? You know, others may have had perceptions that they couldn't advance because they're required to be closer to the home, right? You know, so definitely within a, a hybrid environment, it, it 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 does absolutely transform, in my view, opportunity, but also the ability of more people to contribute more, right? And um, I think that's hugely positive. Uh, you know, I've also enjoyed... You know that you, you you might finish work at six o'clock in the evening, and rather than um, spending ninety minutes in traffic to get home, I'm home, right? So it gives me opportunity to to be with my children more, right? Absolutely, right. So I think that's across the board, and you know that will definitely change career opportunity um, for for ladies in work, but but also for for male and for that partnership around um, career planning. Right and um, yeah, I I think that is one of the positives that will that will come post pandemic.
0: Brilliant. So now I'm I'm looking at time and I'm conscious of it. So I will end there by saying thank you so much, Shane, for joining us. I think on behalf of. Well, myself anyway, probably Rosie too. Thank you for your time, but also thank you for being such a good leader because and I don't oh, just say that to suck up to the big boss man that's on our podcast show, but <laughs> um I am actually really grateful to have finally found a place because I've I've done a lot of different things before Cisco to find a place where Yep. I, I am encouraged to, to strive and be ambitious and also to have leaders, including male leaders, who acknowledge that they might not be able to totally understand what we go through, but you're there and you're approachable and we can come to you and talk to you. So I just want to say thanks from that point of view. Um, and thanks very much for joining us on the podcast today. Rosie, anything else you'd like to say?
1: No, and I think we, we've we talked about it, but just having leaders that are approachable and able to, you know, have that conversation and you definitely are one of them. And I think we can say that across most of the leadership um, at Cisco that we come across in our, our working lives is that kind of approachable piece. So thank you for joining us and thank you for giving your perspective. Really appreciate it.
3: Well, thank you both very much, and, and thank you for this incred- incredible podcast. I've really been enjoying listening to to it as well. Um, and and again, it, it's it's really important that both yourselves, you know, continue to challenge leadership within Cisco, right? As you start to, you know, continue to think of different ways to work and to support the organisation, um, those those challenges into Cisco should never stop, right? Because we need to continue to grow and to learn uh, to ensure that we continue this positive opportunity for all.
0: And my parting words to you, Shane, as two fairly kind of young women is good luck with those teenage years. You're going to need Thank it. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm, I'm really
3: good looking good. forward to it, Colette. <laughs> thank you both. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. Time. Thank great
0: you. Bye bye. Bye. So, Rosie, that's another episode done. Can you believe it? What great interviews from Shane and Wendy. What did you think?
1: I know. Well, it's just it's so nice to hear different perspectives and also just like understand what Wendy like what her career has looked like what her experiences have been and some great takeaways I think like I I will be using the um, advice that she gave if a door opens you walk straight through it I loved that so glad that she shared that with us and the listeners and it was lovely to hear from Shane as well and how he's found living in different geographical areas um, but still within the Cisco team that actually has not made much of a difference in what he's seen in supporting and uplifting woman so lovely
0: to hear I agree with all of that and I think we should put it to the listeners you know since we do have an inbox UKIPodcast at Cisco.com that this is a great opportunity if you feel very strongly or very passionately about which breed of dog Wendy or (laughs) Shane should get (laughs) I feel like this is what they need. They need the advice from the listeners. So if you feel very strongly about the type of dog that Wendy or Shane should get, um, please do get in touch. And get in touch generally with feedback, suggestions at UKIPodcast at cisco.com. And Rosie, do the plug for subscribe. And guys, I say it every time, but please subscribe so that you can
1: get our podcast as soon as it launches. Uh, and also give us a like, give us a comment and just, you know, as Colette said, tell us what we could be doing, what you want to hear from us. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I love that. Send us in your pitch for what dog that went. I forgot both of them are actually getting new dogs. Yeah, so send us in your pitches because everyone feels strongly about that their dog is the best, and not they?
0: agreed and rosie look we can't end this podcast this episode without highlighting that today on the day of recording is your one year cisco anniversary. one year yeah. at cisco so well done i'm not oh, clever enough you. to quite find the um the little sound for applause but yeah well done on your one year you've been a great support to me we joined not too far apart so mine's is just around the corner too but you've been a great support you're a big asset to the whole UKI team and particularly in the Scotland team so yeah big congrats Rosie um I oh, know that let's round up there and say please join us for next month's um cozy chats um, and next month's episode where we're going to have lots more exciting stuff to talk to you about so come and join us next month take care for now guys bye
3: bye